6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. This is like our 34th one of them. I do them every week. I should be able to do it by myself right now. But anyway, uh, I am on the chat, so I'm listening to you guys tell me that you have audio and all that fun stuff. So thank you so much for the updates. So again, like I was saying, we've got Cody Shea on. He's been, I mean... I've known about him for the last five or so years, and like I was telling him, I kind of thought he was just like this punk kid getting started. He was hand-making these boards, and it was just this incredible story since then. It's been, like I said, about five years, and now he's got these boards that are shipping all around the world, and so I think a lot of you are going to be able to relate to his story, and plus... If you've never heard of downhill longboarding, it's so cool. It's so fun. It's a thrilling hobby high sport. Um, definitely high thrill. So if you have any questions about that, just go ahead and type them into the chat for Cody, and I'll make sure that it gets popped over to him. Um, so anyway, before we get started, I wanted to tell you a couple things. Um, let's see. The first thing is that Young Female Entrepreneurs, we've got our first online conference coming up. It's November 15th. I'm I'm very excited about that. It's from 9 to 3 p.m. Pacific at 12 to 6 Eastern. And um, it's all online. So it's available if you go to yfecon.com. Uh, you'll be able to buy a ticket. It's a very low admission price. And it's all, like I said, online. online. We have speakers, uh, panelists. And we also have um, networking opportunities. Because the big mission behind the online conference is to connect young women together over those uh, six or so hours, plus the, the mixer the night before, we're utilizing Google Hangouts and all sorts of crazy stuff in order to uh, connect you guys with one another. So anyway, again, that's November 15th. The, the full announcement comes next week when we announce the speakers. As you can see right now, we don't have those listed. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Um, there's going to be a lot more coming up. But again, it's at yfecon.com. Leading up to everything, we've got... Uh, blogging there's a blogger week <laughs> where um we're going to be doing all sorts of fun stuff as far as um meeting each other over our blogs and the different updates that we've got going on so there's some opportunities to meet up with one another leading up to the conference too which is going to be super cool um, really fast before we get started, huge thank you to our media partners that are sharing uh, the Young Female Entrepreneurs live stream, Lioness Magazine, and SheOwnsIt.com. Um, again, who we have on tonight, Cody Shea of Five Mile Longboards. If you guys aren't familiar with longboarding, downhill skateboarding, I wanted to show you a quick video. And I, from what I've heard, Cody's got a couple um, little changes and announcements coming up in his company. So it'll be fun to catch up with him after uh, I show you just, again, a super fast video. just an idea. It's like, hey dude, let's stop building shoreboards and let's start designing some free ride and some downhill boards and let's 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 start thinking about what we want in a board, why we hate everything that we ride. It's been my life for four years straight now and I, I don't want it to stop. It gives me the freedom to, to do what I want, which is to live free and skate.
So, you know, the quest started for a, for a better board. It's basically started from nothing. You picked the most difficult way to manufacture boards, but we did it because that was the best approach that we could take at that point in time to get done what we were trying to do. It's already taken on a life of its own. Right now, all we have to do is just keep fueling the fire. So again, uh, Cody Shea of Five Mile Longboards, he's on right now with us. Um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce himself or him in and let him introduce himself. Cody, thank you so much for being on the live stream and for being patient with all the technical difficulties. <laughs> no problem. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself? What What is Five Mile Longboards and why did you start it? Well, I, I kind of started it back... Um back when I was about 16 and I had just gotten into skateboarding but I didn't really get into the whole uh, going to the skate parks kind of thing I was more into going fast and uh, got introduced to uh, some people and they showed me this whole underground world that really hadn't been seen by the mainstream yet and it really excited me and, and uh, we always used to skate at this place in Tacoma called the Five Mile Drive and uh, you know, I at the time, the funny part was I just couldn't afford my own skateboard at the time. So I decided, well, what's the point of buying a skateboard when I could just make one? And that was kind of how it all started. And after that, a couple of my buddies got a hold of them and were like, hey, you should start making these. I was like, hey, why not? And, uh, I mean, that's kind of how it all started. It started in the garages and uh, at my mom's house and it continued on to about three other shops until we got to where we are now. No, I think that's incredible. Like I was saying at the very beginning, and for all of you that are watching live, uh, this is the guys' guest month, so we usually have young women on the show, but again, um, Cody's obviously a dude. Uh, so at the beginning, I met him, or I know of him through my husband, who's into longboarding, and he brought home this board, like, like I was saying, that was handmade. So... What is it that, uh, how did you get it, take it from the handmade standpoint of, of the longboard? And I, show, I showed a couple of pictures of what um, the boards actually look like now. It's pretty intense. Um, they went well, from being a handmade product into a completely manufactured, and you've still been able to keep the essence of what it was that you first started off with. Sure, yeah. Well, when you're making any kind of product, you know, usually you get excited about it and you rush into it and you're like, you know, it doesn't matter. You don't think about the work aspect of it and how much time it'll take of your own time. Um, you're just excited to see your product. So initially, when you're starting to manufacture something on your own, you just really don't care about your own time um, or your own work. But after a while, it starts to add up and it starts to really take a toll on your life and on your body and and really just take hold of it. So then you're you're kind of put into a position of either changing that or changing a whole new, uh, a whole new work, a whole new job at that point. Yeah. So you're saying that at, it, at a certain point you were hand making these boards up until it just wasn't feasible anymore. You were either going to kill yourself or have to figure well, out a different way to take it. Yeah. Well, we still we still kill ourselves. <laughs> um, it's not easy to build your own skateboards, um, but. We, we took the steps we had to grow under our means necessary, and we 
sought out to go find some private investors. And it basically started with um, my good buddy Dan, who's my business partner still. And uh, it was just him and I for a couple of years. He was working with another company called Insect at the time. And that company ended up uh, going under. And Dan was kind of left out in the cold. So he decided to, at that point, hop on board Five Mile with me and try to restart the company. And that's when we started taking a little more into account what it's going to take to make the products and how we wanted to go about doing it and profit margins and you know price points. I mean, that's, that's really the whole thing. It all has to make sense on paper, too. Now, you know? Cody, did you, um, did you go to college? No. No. Okay. So how did, how did you learn about all this stuff? Because you're not just selling to, you know, to the consumer directly. This is a wholesale business. You're working with retailers. Correct. I, about, about 90% of our, uh, of all of our sales are all wholesale. We do little to no retail, actually. So how did you learn how to do that? Well, um, it's just being involved in the skateboard community and figuring out the industry that you want to be in and jumping into it with both feet. You know, you have to know people that are in your industry. Um, you got to know who's important and who's going to be able to help you out, who you want to avoid. Um, and really, you got to have a, just a good vision of what you want to be. You know, I had this vision for this company when I was 16, and now it's finally starting to actually, like, take shape how I actually wanted it to. And how old are you now? I'm 24 now. It's crazy. Okay, so when we're talking about uh, your vision and the bigger the the bigger picture, you're starting in your in your living room in your home. I don't know where you were making these boards. Yeah. Now, can you give us a picture as to where it is, how big your company has gotten, where your boards are being shipped, that kind of a thing? Well, it's been really tough for us because we're in an industry that's really isn't really mapped out yet. We're in uncharted territory, if you will. Um, we don't know what's going to happen in three years. All we know is the market's growing and the market's getting bigger. So we're just kind of utilizing everything we can in order to make sure we don't miss the boat. Um, it's all been promotion-wise. I mean, getting the word out there and getting sales and everything like that, the media is just really driven the whole thing, which isn't really the case in a lot of markets these days. So it's a very unique industry, and you know, if you get in the right way, it's you can figure it out pretty okay. quick. Well, since you brought up the media, okay, so for those of you that don't know what downhilling is, I'll go ahead and throw up a, a video that um, is actually from somebody that you road tripped to Mary Hill with recently. Mary Hill is this beautiful, gorgeous hill that the, it's kind of like a longboard mecca in our area. And um, so this is one of the the <laughs> the riders. Um, there's some a girl, a group of girls that uh, were able to do a free ride. Now, um, so for the media piece of it, longboarding is a dangerous sport. It's just, I mean, there's no way around it, right? I, you you're going down a hill. You've got as much safety gear on as you as you possibly can. And there's definitely some pros that are out here doing this stuff. But as far as the media coverage goes, it seems like every once in a while you'll get that kind of negative stuff. Someone has unfortunately died or someone had a concussion. How, as a company, does that does that dictate where it is that you're able to expand and how quickly you're able to expand? I mean, as far as objections goes, is safety one of those issues? Yeah, absolutely. We've, you know, we're very community involved up here. We have a a huge presence in our community, and whenever anything's brought up about laws and longboarding, we're really involved in it. Um, 
just because we, we utilize it. It's what we do. So I think that's an interesting thing that you just said, the laws, and that you're very involved in the community because Portland uh, recently had some issues with skateboarding, and I saw a number of companies come forward and really try and push the vote in their favor. And a right. lot of businesses miss the boat on this so that they don't get involved early enough in the, in legislation. So is that something your company has focused on, or do you actually go yeah, to... Yeah, it's, it's something we've done. We've, we've been to town... Um to town hall meetings in university place. We went to the uh, Pierce County uh, district meetings when they were trying to outlaw it in Chambers Bay. We fought them hard and, you know, did it every time. And really, the bottom line with us is just education, educating people on what we actually can do and how we actually are in a lot more control than people might think if they just saw us skating down the street. I think that's interesting. Now, going back a little bit, so we were talking about um, some of the retailers and how 90% of your business is wholesale now. Uh, Motion Boards Shop, they're they're young. They're, they're starting a business. How influential has um, some of those um, those relationships, those early on relationships been in growing your business? Well, those relationships really are what started the business. I mean, like you said, Motion Board Shop, um, Jason Clack, who owns it up there, he's basically had our backs from day one. They were the first shop to ever carry our, our boards. Um, so really it was it was everybody pitching together in the industry and figuring out, hey, even though we might be competing on some things, we all have our own niche and we all can, you know, it's a big enough sea for all of us to live in. So we end up helping each other out quite a bit and it's paid off over the years. It really has. Well, let's talk about as far as the partnerships go and meeting those people that have helped you grow your business. Uh, there's, It's not just you guys are manufacturing the boards. You're designing a board, but there's wheels. There's all sorts of other things that go into the sale of a board. So how have you – I know that you have some relationship with certain wheel companies that have helped you kind of get a foot in the door. How did you – do that i mean is there networking events for longboarders <laughs> how well, are you able to make those start those relationships well the funny thing is um, a lot of those relationships were just started on just me skating and just uh going to events and competing and getting you know getting better and getting noticed um and i ended up getting sponsored by uh paris trucks and divine wheels at one point and they ended up uh really helping us out and coming forward and now we're actually um in the middle of of joining them for the 2013 season under their own distribution company. So that's just an example that I got sponsored by them three years ago and now we're actually going into business with them. Crazy. Well, yeah. and I, I liked um, in that video that I was watching and I had a, I posted it a few times on the Young Female Entrepreneurs website. So if you guys are watching live, you can go and check it out over there. But there was somebody that you, that was on the interview or that was on the documentary that was saying something about, um, that he was a sponsored writer and it just got kind of out of his element. He didn't want to take that risk anymore. And so he wanted to get into the business side of it so he could affect the market. Do you think that um, there are more and more young people entering in the industry? Because I felt like when I was in it with my husband that it was kind of the guys that were in their 40s and 50s that were creating the boards that were kind of moving where, where the market was going to be going. Are there more people, younger people entering into it? Absolutely. I mean, we just, uh, you know, we had a business venture with a company in, in Texas about six months ago, and that lasted for a while on contract, and the, the owner, the CEO, is 17 years old. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's really no limit to it as long as you can actually handle it. 
and have support from people in your life, you know. If, if the kid can't handle it, obviously the people are going to be like, I don't think you're ready yet. Um, you know, it happened to us. It's, it's kept us in check over the years. So one of the questions that's coming in from the chat is from um, at Callie Min on Twitter. She's asking, what's the best um, or the, the biggest misconception that you had about uh, being an entrepreneur that became apparent as you progressed within your business? That's a good well, question. My big misperception was it all seemed pretty easy to me. Um, and I was really wrong. I mean, you know, I didn't have a college education. I literally jumped into it with two feet. And uh, over the years, you know, there's, there's not really regrets, but there's things I would definitely do differently. And I learned a lot, but I learned the hard way. And, and I don't think everybody has to do that. Um, there, there's plenty of people and that are out there around you, you know, when you're starting something like this, that have good advice and have bad advice. And hopefully you can be able to tell the difference. <laughs> hopefully you can. Uh, so another question that's come, that has come in is that um, at Small Biz Do It Better, she'd like to know what Cody's number one tip for getting people with a manufacturing, um, oh, how to get manufacturing going, how to, how you've had, um, What's your advice, I guess, for people who've had a hard time getting their foot in the door? Well, okay. We had a really hard time getting our foot in the door, and this is part of the big change that's happening with us. Um, when we wanted to design our own boards, our biggest problem was we couldn't find a manufacturer in the world that was willing to actually take us on um, under a reasonable price point because we never wanted to build our own boards. We had to, and that was how it all started. Um, and now we're finally getting to a point where the industry has grown within the past two years that we're getting uh, we're getting offered by other companies to basically build our own product that we're making here um, at a reasonable price and we can drop the overhead of having to pay for all your raw materials and just have it done. Um, and it really just depends on what you want to be. You know, If you want to be a manufacturer, you want to be a manufacturer. But like I said, we never want it to be. Um, we just ended up there. So now we're actually trying to get out of it. And, <laughs> and uh, it, it really depends on where you want to go. So what you're saying is that you are actually, because you were in the search for, and actually I talked to my husband, Mr. Dono, about that, and that he, your board is the board that every skater, if it was like their dream, that if they could have a concave here, they could have it, and that's what you were able to produce. And he said that he right. actually talked to other people about it, and they were it was too risky for them. It was too much money to have to go out to be able to manufacture something like this. Exactly, and for us, it was like we we couldn't we wouldn't accept failure, and we were doing we were building these things for ourselves. You know, we were the ones taking them up to speeds at sixty miles an hour, testing. So we knew what we wanted in a board, and I think that's what helped sell our product the most. Is you know we are the consumer. You know, we dictate what we want, and if if, if you're if you have a product that other people want, it's all you have to do is push it and find the right places. In order to answer her question, though, about finding your own manufacturing, um, you, you just really have to do your research and find out what kind of product you want to sell, and find out who's making it. Um, the internet's an amazing tool, but. Um, you know, you've got to look through it. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that, but that's the last place I feel like people go to is to actually open up Google and do a search. The first thing they'll do is ask someone that's closest to them, and a lot of times those people will say, 
look it up. <laughs> That's what I did. Well, uh, yeah, not always though, because it's it's tough. It is, and I understand why she would ask that question because um, you're you're all in industries that not a lot of people know too. And if you know somebody in that industry, yes, that is the first person I would go to because that's how we had to do it. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about, because we're almost out of time here. I want to talk about women in the industry. Yeah. You're on a young female entrepreneur show. Got to go that direction. Now, um, women, I like we were showing in the video, when I first started watching it, there was probably like two or three women that would go down a hill. And even then it was kind of crazy and they were wearing their boyfriend's old leathers and all sorts of funny like duct tape stuff was happening. Yeah, so it's really as, changed. <laughs> yeah, so as women are going in, I mean, we were watching this video. I mean, they're, they've got cute little outfits on. They, I mean, there's, there's a lot of them on there. There's entire clubs now that have been created based around women in, in longboarding. So is that going to be changing your marketing or how you do product development, the idea that there is that market there that's growing? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I'm, and you're hit the nail right on the head. I mean, it's really grown in the past year and a half. It's, it's easily tripled in participants. Um, you know, the Mary Hill just had its own free ride just for women. Yeah, it's crazy. We were able to sponsor that and go help it out and help well, run it, you know? Yeah, that's why I asked because I, out of all of the, the companies that could be involved with something like that, it seemed like Five Mile really did have, especially an online presence to that event. You were, your name was all over it. And so I think it's an interesting one, especially because your boards, and you can correct me if I'm wrong in this, your boards, unlike others, are really meant to go downhill and they're meant for that action sport yeah type of a thing and so it seems like you might have missed a market in the past where it's like college girls going around campus on their sector nine boards or something like that yeah now, well it's even it's even that's kind of how it started but it's even way surpassed that now because now we're seeing the girls um, right up there with the guys as far as you know racing and hitting hills um, so it's remarkable let's talk about the actual team then because I looking through the pictures I know you're on I understand you're going through an evolution in your company but your team originally had a bunch of dudes it was just, <laughs> I you yeah. see the videos even um you I think you might have one or two sponsored girls and I could be totally wrong with this is are you looking at bringing more girls on on both your you know as on the team the core inside team and also in the sponsored area yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we have one right now, and you know we've had we've had another one in the past, and you know with us it's it's not just like we want to go get a girl rider. It's really like, really, sex has nothing to do with it at all. It's just a matter of does this person fit into our team, and can the whole team get along with that person? And you know, with us it's more of like a family, so it's not just I'm, you're going to come ride for me because I like your skating. It's more. You're going to come ride for me because we like your personality and we like you around. You know, it's pretty much as simple as that. Okay, so let's talk about then because sponsored riders is a big part of the skate industry and how you're able to get the word out because if you fall in love with a skater and they're doing awesome, they're winning, you know, they're getting up on podium, um, then your board is the one that they're riding. That's obviously going to help sell some boards, especially to those that are younger just getting into the sport. But apart from the sponsored rider piece, you also have some really interesting marketing components that you did. You started off with, Shane said that he found out about Five Mile by a MySpace request to go to like some kind of band, like an event that you guys were throwing that was sh showcasing Five Mile and it, it was kind yeah, of like yeah. a party environment. So can you tell us a little bit about the fun events and the different ways that well, you've been able to market your company? 
Sure. I mean, our first thing was our initial concept was maybe we can just get people in town to notice us and then we can grow from there. The funny thing was um, it happened the exact opposite. We got known around the world and then we got known around town. Uh, And I mean, we just at that time, we wanted to be involved with anything we could that could get exposure to the kind of uh, crowds that we were looking for, you know, which is young, um, really anybody. (laughs) So we we would go to, uh, you know, the Seattle Hemp Fest. We would go to um, Bumper Shoot. You know, we would go to all these fairs and we'd just set up a booth and show our boards and that's kind of how it all started. Um, And then from there, you know, it's just, uh, now it's pretty much just strictly skate events, you know, because that's all we have time for now. (laughs) Yeah, so, all right, so time and the video stuff. Because that, I mean, the documentary was so smart. Smart on so many different levels. It gave the people that are interested in buying your boards that perspective as to who, what kind of company you're buying into, the lifestyle that you're buying into. And also it gave those, the retailers, kind of behind the the scenes look, thinking, you know, these guys are serious. They're not, it's just not Cody Shea, 24-year-old kid that's going to not give me the boards I ordered. Uh, right. So how did you learn how to do video and w- why? Every, literally <laughs> everything I've done, I've pretty much taught myself and then learned as I've gone along. But uh, uh, I taught myself how to use a video camera. I mean, the main thing I needed help on was editing. So I went to the Seattle Film Institute and I took a class for a couple quarters on uh, video editing. It helped me tremendously. And I mean, as long as I was able to figure out the tools I needed in order to get the vision I wanted, I mean... You know, the the possibilities are kind of limitless. And that's what I, like like I said earlier, is what's driven our whole product the past year and a half is just videos. So that's a question that Callie, even again on Twitter, has. uh, As far as unconventional marketing, has video been your number one um, converter as far as the marketing goes? Absolutely. Yeah. And that might not be the case for every business just because you do have... No, it's not. And it's not with with plenty of industries mm-hmm. uh, it's just not the way it goes but we're an action sports industry I mean that's just the way it is and that's what the, the people want to see so for us it works good what about GoPro how has that affected uh, your your company and uh, are people mentioning you on YouTube when they're taking the GoPros of going down the hill has that kind of helped things um, kinda I mean we start you know we all started really with nothing and with nothing, I mean, like we didn't have any money. We were working, <laughs> we were working and like paying for the company out of our own paychecks. Um, and Dan and I did that for about two years. And you know, we we got a GoPro and we used the hell out of it for about a year. And then you know, we got into the uh, digital SLRs, and now we're just completely, almost a hundred percent digital SLR. It's all we use. Um, Well, you know what I like, too, about your company is, before we end, I want to just mention that you you say in the documentary it's about the underdog and overcoming all of these different obstacles. And I think this is really important for young women, especially, that are watching right now, that I have a lot of people on the show that are success stories, and all they talk about is their successes. But your company has literally gone through cancer. You've gone through... um, People have been homeless that are... <laughs> well, and, and I'm, we've gone through a lot, and we've gone through a lot since that video was put out, too. And, um, you know, one thing I really want to just stress to, um, to all the ladies watching right now is 
business partners and you know you you really need to be sure about a business partner and you need to make sure that that move is for you and same goes with investors don't just settle for the first person who's willing to give you some money because that was my biggest the biggest thing I ever made a mistake on was thinking that no one else in the world would want to buy my product that you know this person was crazy for offering me money and it ended up being you know hell and you know luckily we recovered from it but you just really need to be sure about who you get in business with and you have to see a future in it and if your gut's telling you bad things don't go don't do it uh, there's other things out there for you and there's other ways to get funding for your for your dream that's priceless advice because there's so many young women that are looking for investors and for um, partners right now. And I think that's a great tip to remember that there might be other people out there that are interested. Um, so where can people buy your longboards if they're watching the, and they want to get into the whole sport and into the five mile uh, family like you were saying? Sure. Um, you know, you can go to fivemilelongboards.com or you can just Google us. I mean, we're really easy to find. Um, a lot of the uh, board shops and the online board shops in the U.S. carry our boards too. So pretty easy if you want to get a hold of us. So cool. Cody, thank you so much. And, you know, since you're on the future for Five Mile, is this a long-term commitment for you? I... Yeah, this is it for me, really. I mean, you know, I have other avenues um, you know, that I'm, I want to do eventually with five mile, but you know, it, we've been through so much hell with the company that I just can't let it go. And, uh, you know, we hit a fork in the road a few months ago and, you know, we had to let a business partner go. Um, it was also an investor and, and it was pretty, pretty hairy and pretty messy. And we, um, we're finally digging our way out of it, you know, and that's the way it goes. And like I said, we're actually, uh, joining forces with a, a company in California and we're going to be an in-house brand with them. And, wow. you know, uh, basically the way I look at it is we made it. I mean, we don't have to go out and find global distribution anymore. It's already there with this company. So somebody's out there that believes in what you have. And that's the point. There's always someone out there that believes in it. And, if you have a product that people like, it's it will succeed. You just got to believe in it and don't give up on it. No, I very inspiring. <laughs> the women in the room are starting to tear up. That's cute. Because I think everyone's been at that point where you're just like, this sucks. I want to get out. It does. So, like I, I have days like that all the time, and that's just you know that comes and goes. You know, somebody said to us a couple couple of years ago. They said it's like your guys' motto is. One, one step forward and two steps back, you know. <laughs> I think that's how it is for a lot of people. You know, it is. But there's as long as you see a light at the end of the tunnel, just keep going and it, you'll get there. All right. So, Cody, where can people find you on Facebook? Uh, just Cody Shea. Perfect. All right, everyone. So this has been Cody Shea of Five Mile Longboards. Fantastic company. Awesome product straight up guy really really decent of you to talk so honestly about building a business and the different pieces of advice you have for young women so again thank you so much for being on the live stream thanks a lot for having me and thanks for listening yeah so this has been jennifer dono again with young female entrepreneurs a live stream that happens every thursday here at 6 p.m pacific 9 eastern at yfe.me slash watch it watch dash it i guess
youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com, whatever. Uh, you can watch the replay of this on iTunes and on uh, youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com and on YouTube. Try your hardest to go to yfecon.com this weekend and make sure that you sign up to go to the online conference because it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be fantastic to meet our peers that are across the United States and talk more about um, the the really sucky parts about building a business and also the, the good parts. So again, um, thank you so much for watching tonight and a huge thank you to Cody Shea. Hopefully I'll see you back here next Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Bye.